0: Love Talk Radio.
1: There's a direct relationship between having the businesses and being in prison. Go find an Asian, see how I many Asians you can find in American prisons. you ain't going to be in there. But 51% of your prison will be black because you don't, blacks don't have do black have having businesses and industries. There's a direct link, black won't practice group economics, black won't practice group politics. If you don't practice, you're setting yourself up, as I told that five-story building, you're setting yourself to get wiped out understand the nature of race which is economic if you if you build the first floor it's economic build your businesses and your industries control buildings in industry and put that pools in your money and hold that money and it's a and practice group economics <coughs> with it Arab and Asian money bounces eight, 12 to 13 times or at least Jewish money bounces 18 times black folk got learn how to practice group economics black Americans spend every penny they get outside their own community then you take the money and the wealth that you get from that first floor and they're going to go after the weakest people they can get their hands on to incarcerate, and that's the black folk. And what are you going to do in response to when they, when they over-incarcerate when they, when they over you? You're going to go out and have a march, or demonstration. We're going to march. March for what? Who cares? Marching never changed anything. Hey, my
0: love. I just found out that my sister, Wanda Sites, was offered $250,000 from Nestle to do a comedy special. I was offered $500,000. And our sister Amy Schumer, she was offered $13 million. Now, some would ask, how is it that Wanda Sykes and Monique together, these two black women who had 50-plus years in the comedy game, be offered $750,000 between the both of us and Amy Schumer did $13 million? Now, this has nothing to do with going against Amy Schumer. If our sister was able to get that, she was supposed to. But how is it that when it comes to these two black female comedians, they're still at the top of their game after 50-plus years being in this business, be offered $750,000 collectively. Make that make sense. Yeah, Give it to me. Give it to me, girl. Yeah. Get it, baby. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.
2: Monique has a big problem with Netflix right now. She took to Instagram to tell people why. Take a look. I am asking that you stand with me
0: and boycott Netflix for gender bias and color bias. I was offered a $500,000 deal last week to do a comedy special. However, Amy Schumer was offered $11 million, Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle $20 million. Then Amy Schumann went back and renegotiated two more million dollars because she said, I shouldn't get what the men are getting. They're legends. However, I should get more, and Netflix agreed. Why should I get what the legends are getting? Please stand with me in this boycott of Netflix. I love us for real.
2: So she says, you know, Netflix offered her a half a mil, uh, and uh, apparently they told her, well, we believe that's what Monique will bring. And she said, what about my resume? And they reportedly said, we don't go off on resumes. So she asked them why Amy would get the money that she got. Uh, and she cited that, uh, was cited that she had two sold out shows at Madison Square Garden and a hit summer movie. Now, Wanda Sykes uh, told Monique, Netflix offered me less than half of your 500. I was offended, but found another home, uh, hashtag I'm not clear. Is she claiming sexism or racism? First, she says oh, Chris both, is getting more both. money. So, so what's her case? Well, hey, women of color traditionally do make the least amount of money. White men make the most, then so, white so women, white then women. black men, oh, and think. then women of color. I mean, we, we traditionally lose over a million dollars during this the, our lifetime. Case, I mean, Chris Rock that. has a bigger following, though, isn't It's all about yeah. eyeballs watching, isn't it? Watching the but net, it's a problem across, the, across all industries. You know, it's been well documented that women of color make less money, and the bottom line is, it's not fair. It's just, it's just not fair. Well, well, I mean, I mean, we know I that. We know that. You, you experienced this, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, it happens all the time. You know, yeah. it happens all the time. But you know what? Then you got to find yourself someplace else if you're not going to be there. You got to, fi- you know, look. The bitch of all of this is that <laughs> if you're a woman of color, sometimes you have to work ten times harder. You do because you have you <laughs> I don't know what it is I don't know why I was going to try to make a bs excuse and I don't I can't I okay. don't know why it is I just know that it is and yeah. I find it you know with so many in so many places, and it's not just in entertainment, it seems to be everywhere.
3: The, board. the question I had yeah. was, if Tiffany Haddish were offered a Netflix deal, because she's, I think, the number one she black female comedian now. in yeah. the country
2: right now, what would she be offered? Would she make more than Amy Schumer? That's a good question. That's the question I have for Netflix. Which, by yeah. the way, I would like to see that special if Netflix yes. is interested in giving her that. Hey Netflix. Yeah. And paying her properly. Find, I want to see it. Find out. Let's see if we can find out. Yeah. folks. So, Netflix, we're... We have a challenge for you. We want you to put Tiffany Haddish and give her her own special. And we want you to pay her like you pay yep. the big guy. Um, actually, a spokesperson for the company told ABC Netflix does not comment on contract negotiation. So no. Netflix has been silent no, about this. No, no, no. Not. What are they going to say? What are they gonna <laughs> say? <laughs> Nothing they say is going to help, except... Hey, we'll bring you up to where that, we that think was, you should be. That was yeah. another conversation that we should have. I know we're out of time, but should people know what everybody else is making? Yes.
4: Sunny and I both say yes. yes. We've yes. We that way way, yeah. Women need that to tell course, each other how much stuff. we get paid. Mm-hmm. That way
2: we have that collective uh, leverage, and they can't pay one of us more than they're paying the other. Well, then we'll in, science, in some we'll
0: talk about
5: with. our weight. <laughs> yeah. <Age>. we'll be. <laughs> Today's it's My House is titled, Thank You, Monique, for the idea. Thank you, Monique, for the idea. 619-768-2945. Um, I'm on my phone right now. I, matter of fact, I'm, I'm trying to find Monique's Twitter account. Let me see if she's got a Facebook account. Um, because essentially, my take on it, um, as well as some of those ladies, not all the ladies that you just heard, are trying to they're trying to use shaming techniques and bullying techniques um, to shake down Netflix. Um, let me see if Monique's got a. And people out there listening, uh, if you can find Monique's, uh, what do you call it, uh, Twitter account. I'm on, oh, you know what, I'm on, uh, I was looking at Facebook the wrong way. All right, I'm on Facebook, and I'm seeing, I'm sure she's got a Facebook account. Um, and here's where, okay, Monique, Monique. Okay, I think, I think I found her. Hmm. Okay, this is an account, it might be her account, but it's a regular, it's a regular profile account where she's got a little bit over 4,800 friends. Um, They usually have a celebrity page where, uh, because with a regular Facebook page, you can only get up to, they only allow you to have 5,000 friends if you want to. A fan page, you can get unlimited amount of, uh, of uh, likes uh, on Facebook, and I'm trying to find I'm trying to sign uh, her celebrity. I mean, fan. Let us see Monique's fan page. Let me, let me punch that in and see if that works. Uh, or. If one of you are able to find it her fan page she if she if monique has a facebook fan page uh let me know or if you if you're able to find her if she has a twitter account um let me know i I haven't been able to find a twitter account i'm sure she's got one i I just haven't been able to find it for uh... Okay. Here, here's where I'm going with it. Okay. Um. Once again, the name of the podcast, the title of the podcast today is Thank You, Monique, for the Idea. Live stream number six one nine seven six eight two nine four five. Now <clears throat> mo 2945 Now, there's a bunch of it. But Monique is basically bad mouth Steve. I mean, she's much bad mouthed a whole bunch of people. And I, I consider it, and I, I, I like Monique's work. I love the Parkers. Uh, I like a lot of her stand-up. Um, I've watched my share of, you know, her comedy, queens of comedy. Love her stuff. But this, this Netflix thing, that, that, particularly in the age of technology that we're living in right now, the the shaming technique, the bullet, because it's basically where well, I've seen it. It's a shakedown. They're trying to shake down Netflix and anybody who doesn't agree is basically shamed or bullied or something like that. Even on a view. Um some of those ladies are, you know, this stuff with it should be well, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Okay. Me, you, the 7th we're all entitled to our opinion. So I, I get that. But um The reason why I titled this Thank You is to Monique is because essentially in today's world, anybody who can scrape up two to five bucks can reserve a domain name. And, you know, you have to scrape up maybe a couple more dollars, a few more dollars to get you a... um, a website and you can you can essentially create your own video on demand website. It we have a website that uh I have to reactivate I'll reactivate it this year since I've been so busy with this site. I mean um this podcast I, I, you know I do this Monday through Friday. And then we got offline stuff that as a result of this podcast. All right. I've I I better hire Interns and even pay some people now for what we got to do right now because I, I can't manage all what just comes out of this little podcast and I, I'm I'm not a celebrity by any stretch of the imagination but um, anybody can can um, can scrape up the few dollars you need. To start your own video on demand website. That's what Netflix is. Netflix is a video on demand website. The, the same procedure that you put together in any website, you can you can put it together for uh, to have your own video on demand website. Our website, uh, which I have to reactivate. It's gonna cost me three hundred dollars just to reactivate it. But it's got content. All the content on it is basically it's video. And the reason why I'm thanking Monique for the ideas because for what we want some of the ideas that we put out on this podcast, some which a lot of the content comes from you guys who listen to the podcast, um, you know it, 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 it will fit what we have to do like you know the, the library, with, with the school, you know a video on demand site. But Netflix is a video on demand site. All they did was pay their domain fee, what, $2, $2.50, five bucks, reserved their domain name. Um, and that, Now, they had to put out, because it's Netflix, Saw so the people like to watch movies. So they had to go get up there to pay some money for licensing fees. But there's a ton of videos out there on YouTube, I mean, you got people, individuals like me and you, that regular folk that make movies now. A friend of mine has made two documentaries using his phone, and you, by the quality of the video—I mean, not the video—the documentaries that he put together, you—you would—you would never know that he did it with his phone. So the technology uh, is it, it, out here, and the affordability is out here. But Netflix is basically a website. It's a video-on-demand website. Hulu, same thing. Amazon uh, has a section of their website which is video-on-demand. So anybody today, a person on Section 8 food stamps can put together their own video-on-demand website today. There's a gazillion of them online, and more of them coming online every day. And, like I say, anybody, if, if you can go online, because I haven't been able to find it this morning, if, if you can find Monique's website, not, website um, Facebook account, not her Facebook page, personal page, I found that. All right. She's got, like, over 4,800 friends. I'm looking for her fan page where you can get unlimited likes. There are no friends on a fan page. It's just, you know, likes. Uh, or her Twitter account where we see how many people are following her, or Instagram. I haven't checked Instagram yet, but you can you can help me out with that. Because what I want it, – it's basically if, because Monique turned down $500,000, and she, you know, put out this stuff with my resume, that said, you know, knowing that the entertainment industry is like what the Janet Jackson – what have you done for me lately? However, if she were put together – and I put this – I did a podcast on this, what, two, three days ago? Organize a Monique Flix, or whatever she wants to call it. Put out her own video on demand. So if I can afford it, she can afford it. All right. Put her own Monique Flix out there. Her Windy, sex, whatever. Have movies first, first run of uh, Monique Flix original movies based on comedians. Or it could be female commit whatever kind of niche you want. Way want to spend it can be all original content. It can be uh, a combination of original content with some stuff that she might have to like. If she gets the licensing, that's going to cost some money. I don't have to leave personally I will have that kind of money, but you know, but she can start that. I mean, she can she can she can book. She can book anybody can book Madison Square Garden or any theater, book it, film it, put it on her website. I mean, she doesn't even have to create content. Because the people uh, who own Netflix became billionaires. My Netflix is a website. They became billionaires by not creating not an ounce of – well, now they do now because they produced their own first-run original stuff. But when they got started, They were basically, you know, films that other people make. Mark Zuckerberg, now he's got more of a social media website, but it's a website. It doesn't cost, it costs practically pennies to put together a website. So I named this podcast, Thank You, Monique, for the idea, because essentially, you know what, we're going to reactivate our video website all right, and then we're going to expand it um with content from people with their with, with videos that people have and and um how you know how that develops. But um, like I say it she's got matter of fact, if she wanted let's say um anybody can do the math because that's what I wanted to get the numbers, the existing numbers off, uh, let me go to Instagram. Let me see if Monique has an account there. Um, her and her husband Sydney, they need to uh, either become more internet savvy or hire somebody who is, because. I would pay her eight dollars a month I am paying I'm paying Netflix right now. I ain't canceling no Netflix. I would pay her eight dollars a month in support of her if she came out with her the company that she would like, whatever she wanted to call. It. I'll call it Monique Flix. And you know what? If she doesn't do it, somebody will do it. So, like say vegan instead of the, the shaming And this is just L.A.'s opinion. Okay. I'm just one out of seven billion. If she would put the, scrape the, you know, she's got $5 to reserve a domain name. She can go to GoDaddy. She can go to Yahoo. There's a a bunch of platforms that she can set up a video demand site within a matter of minutes, within a matter of minutes. And if she wants to have her own material on there, fine. If she wants to have other people, the pay dirt is setting up a platform for other people. Because Bob Johnson, who started a BET, uh, him and his ex-wife, they started BET. Essentially, that's how he became a billionaire. He set up a platform, black entertainment television, and the, the, the content was created by other people. Netflix. No, now they're creating some content, but when they got started, the content, the movies, was people have, other people produced it. You know? Um, and like I said, it's not, you know, Net, Netflix, Hulu, it got Zulu. There's a whole bunch of companies that do video on demand, and a lot of little people. And for the amount of money that, uh, and I don't know how much Monique was expecting. But they're YouTubers. They're YouTubers. There are a bunch of YouTubers that are earning more money on YouTube than Monique is. But they create their own content and they they put it on YouTube. So anyway, that's my take on that. You know, the the bullying and the and the um. I I look at it as bullying And shaming And trying to shake down Netflix Uh, But that's just my opinion Uh, But Monique thank you because uh, By the end of spring Of this year we're going to reactivate Our video on demand Site And Matter of fact I didn't think of any great content For that (laughs) other than the, you know the the domain name, and I paid Jesus probably no more than twenty five bucks to get that going. You know, and I have to pay I have to pay three hundred to get it reactivated, but that's okay because we'll attach it to of the school and the library that we're setting up. Um, because what we we want to do is more like um an educational type thing. But, like I said, a lot of ideas come from you guys, so we'll see how, how that goes. But so, anyway, Monique, it, uh, you and your husband, because I know your husband's your manager, it, video on demand, and I mean, because you can go on Facebook and find somebody within the next few minutes. If you don't know anything about how to set that stuff up, find somebody. I'm sure they got even probably groups on Facebook on how to set that stuff up and how to monetize it and go from there. Uh, and you, you concentrate on your craft. You tell the jokes. You're a dramatic actress. You're a comedic actress as well. That's your craft. All right, that's your baby. And hire somebody else, you know, to put together the video-on-demand site. You can get If you got a $20 bill, you can bankroll yourself in the business. So if you want to be the Netflix of, of whatever you want, Monique, or Wanda and anybody else. But still, in 2018, matter of fact, we can go back to 2000, I mean, 2000. There's really no need. The name is sick. That's why I'm just talking off she and her husband just don't. They're not internet savvy enough. I mean, there are a gazillion videos on how to set up this stuff as well. Um, Which is how I started my first website. I went on a website, YouTube, on how to set up a website, saw two or three good videos, had a credit card, and I liked what they were talking about with uh, GoDaddy. And within minutes, I doubt if it was even five minutes, I was online with a website. Now I had to build it is is real it was real simple to do. Real simple to do. And now I mean it's like day by day things are getting simpler on the line. Uh anyway, so Monique, thank you for the idea. Like, said so we're gonna reactivate our our vi- the video on demand site uh, late spring of this year. Seven seven three, good morning. Seven seven three. You might be on, or he might be. He might have stepped away from the phone. I'll come back to you seven seven three in a moment. Four ten area code. Your mic is open.
4: Good morning, brother LA. How you doing?
5: Good, good, good to hear your voice.
4: Uh, I think what Monique needs is a a new manager, and she should call you up immediately (laughs) because (laughs) because look. <laughs> because, because look, my daddy my daddy had her said she's got one loaf of light bread under one arm arm and a can of KP under the other and, and crying. Because look, she has the talent. Yeah. She has the power. Yeah, yeah. And
5: the power yeah, I, I love her work. I look and I just found her um I just found her uh um Netflix not Netflix, um uh, Instagram account. Monique's got two hundred and thirty followers on Instagram. So I mean just yeah. on Instagram alone. You know, two hundred and thirty thousand yeah. uh times you know I'm gonna put it at five dollars a month. That's one point five that's one million one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month just by people I, I would pay my five bucks.
4: So would I. What,
5: so would I. Yeah, so, yeah. But anyway, you were you were saying? Well,
4: look, brother La, it goes right back to what you've been saying all the time. It's the lone wolf syndrome. Now Netflix, those guys had an idea. Right. Now they went and borrowed the money, and I don't know if you're familiar with the history, but look. I used to deal with Blockbuster a long time ago, and they were real nasty. I mean, they charge you late fees and everything else. By the time you got through, you could have bought a movie studio, you know, if you were like I am, if you was a, a you know, I, I a remember Blockbuster.
5: You know what? That's how Netflix got in and took over.
4: Exactly. Exactly. And, and the thing is, is this. That Hollywood crowd, you know, she's friends with Eddie Murphy. She's friend, well, she used to be friends with Steve Harvey and uh, what's this other guy's name? Uh, oh, she used to be Hughes friends with, all with those Steve guys.
5: Harvey, Tyler Perry, uh, Oprah Winfrey. Tina Burns and bridges, uh, uh, yeah, Daniels. Daniels.
4: She done burned them bridges. Lee Daniels. Yeah, she's burned them Yeah, but she still got other friends out there. But all I'm saying is this. You hit it right on the head. All of the look, all of all of the names that we just mentioned is going to those studios and begging and and giving away their talent when they could go and put maybe what five hundred thousand dollars together, fifty thousand dollars themselves. Right do just like you're saying. And look, all of them have a following. And they could produce their own product. Right. Yeah, they could produce their own product, but like the like you say the lone wolf, I want my stuff over here and I want my stuff over here. Instead of them combining in fact, years years ago they could have put up their own studios and produced some movies on them. And then they could have charged they could have made all the money they wanted to. That's what Tyler Perry's right. doing. And right. uh, but he did it right. single single handedly. He just got lucky. But all I'm saying is They're going begging those during movie studio executives for crumbs when they could be holding the whole pie and split it up like they want to. You know, have you ever heard of that?
5: Right. That's the right terminology, particularly when it comes to Monique, because she's got two hundred and thirty. And if she got five dollars in each one of them, she make over a million dollars a month. On, on, on some kind of video on demand site that she would set up and own and control. But yeah, yeah. she's mouthing Netflix and people who don't agree with her uh, because she didn't get the $500,000. And they're not obligated to pay anybody
4: anything. And, in fact, it's their money. You can't spend another man's money. You know, right. I mean, look, have you ever heard of United Artists? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Well, you know that was uh, created by Douglas Fairbanks, Charlie Chapman, and Mary Pickford, and all of those people. You know, they were actors back in the day, and they weren't this, yeah. getting what they felt <laughs> felt like, you know, was uh, they just do. So what they did because they were big time actors and and actresses, they got together and said, "Look, I'm gonna form my own movie studio." And I guess, you know, it's out of their families now, but for years, United Artists used to be a big-time movie studio created by those um, by those actors and actresses because they weren't getting the money that they thought they were getting, and they couldn't control their, pro- their content that they wanted to do. So with that being said, you know, it's just like we out here in the community. We out here begging for jobs when, look, we got to eat. We got to to sleep, we need shelter, we need transportation, we need health care, and God knows whatever else. Just us building things to serve our needs is enough to create jobs for ourselves. And Monique is in the very same situation. We're always looking out there for somebody to help us do what we can do for ourselves. And the thing right. is, everybody's eating our lunch. You know, they're picking they're picking our flesh off our bones, just like just like scavengers and parasites are. But the thing is, uh, Monique needs to call you immediately because you have the vision and the mind to get her out of a uh, out of the ditch, and she needs to fire her present manager, ever who the hell he is. And I'll get off the oh, air and let you talk. She's, um, she's married
5: to her present manager.
4: Um, oh, that's the problem.
5: <laughs> but she doesn't really need to. Care. I don't know the entertainment. But if she would just go to YouTube, there's a gazillion videos on how to do this stuff. And then, then there's um, God, you can get somebody in high school or even middle school you now some of these kids in middle school they know how to uh, put together a real slick video to, uh, today or a website. So the brain power is out there. Um, but I mean it's going it, it, anyway. Yeah, she's got plenty of pictures. She knows how to use Instagram. She's got plenty of pictures here on Instagram. And um six hundred and seventy two folks. She's got two hundred and thirty thousand followers and that's way more than enough for her to to launch her own uh if she wanted a million dollars within the next 30 days, all she has to do is spend a few dollars to get a website up.
4: Well, look, but, Brother L.A., there's that's no. also 230,000 possible investors in what she wants to do. Correct. If you look at it, that's how Netflix got started. You know, they went to their friends and everybody else. And associates to get the find the seed money to start over what they needed to start
5: you're right because if, if she does let's say she started a video on demand site that married Hulu or netflix all right she and she wanted movies on it you know like that was produced by the studios, she would need money for licensing fees, so you're absolutely hundred percent correct investors can supply that much,
4: yeah.
5: Yeah, and I uh, look at the forty
4: thousand people. She—that's that, there. Yeah, what's this conservative guy named that was on Fox News and they kicked him off? I can't think of his name right now. But he left and said, well, "Look, you know what? I'm getting tired of messing with you executives. I'm gonna put up my own video uh, web streaming uh, operation." I can't think of his name. He's a white haired guy. And, um, you know he was criticizing Obama, and they kicked him off and for other reasons, but anyway, that guy says he's making money hand over fist, and look, he didn't start with the where well, he started with the recognition with you know those conservatives, but he's making money hand over fist man and and the thing is is this brother l a you know who was it that said that they uh, they didn't know. They broke uh, show business apart. They said they were out doing the show while somebody else was taking care of the business. You know, our entertainers can't separate show from business. And I guess, you know, Monique is suffering from that. But, you know, she has a gold mine and she just doesn't know how to mine it. And I'm going to get off the air.
5: Oh, okay. Well, thanks, thanks for the comment. You're absolutely right. A lot of entertainers don't know how to separate show from business. Uh, She's she's got, uh, she hasn't burnt all her friends' (laughs) bridges, I imagine. But like I said, from the the Instagram account alone, there's investors that are, potential investors. Uh, A lot of people that might not be interested in investing, but, you know, uh, people that would be interested in paying their $5, $8, whatever per month membership uh, that she's interested in in, uh, charging. Uh, and like I said, she can easily make Well over a million dollars a month If she okay, starts man. putting money Uh 773 uh, Your mic is open If you're there If you're good,
6: back there Good morning, I tell you some of us just left Just let a million dollars suck through our hands Richard Pryor did okay Amos and Annie did okay And they didn't have any technology <laughs> right. And then you talk about Education, man, I'll tell you the truth. Sometimes I think we want to pay to be enslaved. Let me, let me if, if you need a computer, I got a grandson that his daughter, my great-granddaughter, set up a uh, website uh, on demand. And I got it in my hand, and if you want it, I'll give it to you. It's a live. It's it's live on TV every Sunday. Oh okay, Give On YouTube. The information. It's live on every Sunday on YouTube, Worshipping Experience. Okay. Worshiping Experience. Experience. Orlando Smith Junior. Okay. And it's on it's on YouTube every Sunday.
5: Okay, good. And his
6: right. it's, it's sixteen-year-old daughter set that up. And here's the other thing that I think that's that's missing. You can you can take a telephone and do your videoing on the street, and then come to the computer and download it on YouTube. It's right. easy done. So why are people talking? About, you know, we talk so much. We've talked so much about. Uh, of protesting It's a waste of time It's a waste of energy It's a waste of money And it burns a lot of bridges And the people that you had expected To get to be supportive Support of you Will turn their backs And say you know That person don't have good sense Because you've exposed Your ignorance I don't care how many I, Look at how rich the made money Richard Pry made all kind of money. I met Richard, Richard Pry here in Illinois one evening, at uh, I can't think of a little town that he lived in. But I stopped in there for to uh, to make a delivery overnight.
5: overnight. Oh, that, and I think he was from uh, Peoria, Illinois.
6: Peoria, Illinois. That's where it was. Peoria, Illinois. And he walked in with a couple of guys, and he did his little. Do and he, he, you know, he was just a funny guy, and I love to hear Richard Pryor do his thing. So, I can't understand. Uh, maybe, maybe it's me. Uh, I can't understand why people want to pay somebody to keep them enslaved, and then ask the public, who is watching the show, to support them. That's 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 a, a, that's backwards.
5: To me. Well, you know, it was, and I'm glad you brought up the point because I remember when I was younger, um, when there were uh, black record stores, you know, when, you know, vinyl records and all that, you know, I, I would go in and buy, I was a big fan of James Brown like in third grade. And you so, and I would, I both, you know, take my, <laughs> my grass cutting money. So I would go and buy, um, you know, because they were, the, the black record stores were, that was owned and operated by black folks within black neighborhoods. So you would go in there and then you would re, the party albums. Red Fox had Red Fox, Lawanda Page, you know, who uh, later played on Esther, Dolly Mike, a lot of these pig meat market, a lot of these people produce their own uh albums. And that that's yeah. how they got on the radar. You know, they produced their own product. Um, and got oppressed and, and all that other stuff So like you said They didn't have Pigmeat Markham, Richard Pryor, Red Fox uh, LaWanda Page Moms Mabley None of those people yeah. had The technology that we have access to today If they got a, like no. Somebody like Moms uh And maybe Pigmeat Markham They um, To their individual efforts That they set up their network On the ground they got a shot at Ed Sullivan. Because I remember Mom's Mabel on Ed Sullivan. You know, she yep. had a clean act for Ed Sullivan. And that was mainstream back then. I don't think Red Fox was ever on that show, but Mom's Mabley was on there. And maybe Pig Meek Markham. Other people like Bill Cosby, Scoy Mitchell, uh, uh, other names, what you're right. None of them. But now we have, every one of us has access to the technology, like say so you can shoot um, you can shoot a film, a, high, a nice quality film on your phone now. I mean it depends on what yeah. kind of phone you got, but it's accessible. And and load it up to YouTube or Facebook right. or whatever, whatever format you want.
6: Yeah. So um I'm I you know, I, I said I got a sixteen year old grandson they did my website. You see my website. Yeah. And and I, I got a lady out of uh New Jersey that's hosting my conference calls every Saturday night. So right. setting up a website and a domain name is not costly. Anybody no. that's on welfare
5: can do that. Yeah, and like I said, if if, if now if you want you can set it up yourself, and there's a bunch of YouTube videos on how to set up a, vid- a, a website or a video-on-demand video, video on demand website. Uh, yeah. Actually, a video-on-demand website is easier to set up than a printed Word website. Yeah. You know, um, it's just, it's, just it's, it's real easy. It's, it's practically idiot-proof. So, um, so yeah. anyway, uh, if anybody's got any other ideas on, Monique, maybe people, if you if you side with Monique, that's fine, too. We'll, we'll, we'll listen to your comment. Uh, you can call in at 619-768-2945. If you're already at that number, you can just press 1 to express your comment if you have any innovative ideas on what Mo, Monique might want to do because there's um, – um, and like I say, if Monique doesn't do it, Somebody will and I'm gonna tell you why because the people who set up Netflix Hulu um, my you uh, what it called uh, uh, Yahoo these people have become billionaires name them she's got more brand recognition for an individual named than these billionaires and none of these people, Produced any content That's how sweet it is Right now You know You don't even have to have a license on the website It's it's not even regulated That's how sweet the internet is And you know If you want to make a billion dollars or whatever There's no government regulation Look at
6: what Look at what I got on my website We got product on our website For
5: sale Quill. Quill. Yeah. Hold on pleasant. Hold on
3: pleasant. Two four area cold. Your mic is over. Yeah, it's me. Hi uh, hey, what's going on, man? This is uh Phil.
5: Yeah,
3: How's it going? So I'm yeah. listening to what you saying. Um, sorry I have a little bit of a uh, uh allergy, a little bit it's not a real cold with some of my um my lows, but I've um, you know. So, um <clears throat> what I'm gonna do is is uh Draw some distinctions on an analogy. You have um, a road, you have cars, and you have people. Okay, so you have the road, would be the network or whatever it is. That's the means to getting to the people. The car is going to be the vehicle, uh, and the people are the content. The vehicle would be something like um, a television show or a special or something like that. The network would be the road, and the, the, the people would be um, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the talent. Um, the problem is with, with Monique is she's thinking in terms of, of, of talent and, and the vehicle, but she's not thinking in terms of, of uh, building a network, a road. You build a road, you build a legacy, and that road can be traveled by many people. So what right. the general was talking about, united artists, united artists was a was a was a road. It was a it was a, a means for all types of artists to get to where they're going. Monique doesn't think on that type of level. I'm going to tell you why because I had personal experience with Monique when I went to New when I went to New York. <clears throat> uh, my girlfriend and I are in a group, and we went to New York, and she went to the Apollo. And we had uh, demos that we had done in the studio, and Monique said, "Oh, no, I love your performance! I love your performance!" And so my girlfriend said, "Well, you know, here, you know, you know, basically, what can you, what can I do?" And my girlfriend said, "Here's a, here's our demos. You know, see if you can talk, you know, talk to somebody, or see if you can talk to us or contact us, and then if you have any." Kind of recommendations or anything? Do you have any kind of recommendations? Listen to the demo, please, and just get back to us. We don't care if you you're not trying to shop the demo. We're not trying to do any of that. We're trying to basically um, just get your feedback. She never called her back, and and uh, she liked my girlfriend's voice and everything. So it's it's a point of black people working together, even for constructive criticism, even for you know listening to each other and everything. We have to build we have to build roads. We have to build networks. And that's not what we're doing. You understand? Um, right. It's a, a different problem. As an artist, you have to you have, to have I'm, I'm starting to become a, a businessman. I'm starting to look at things differently. As an artist, you look at things differently than you do a business person or, or, a, or a person that builds, a, builds the roads. You know, um, an artist, it, it's very hard to be an artist. You have to focus. You have to study your craft. You have to be almost entirely 100% on that um, to be able to wear another hat Uh, is a difficult thing, so I'm not slamming Monique or anything. I understand, but I'm just letting you know where I think she's coming from. Um, You're absolutely correct, and what you're saying is giving me an idea. I think uh, I've had this idea for years, but maybe it's time to to move on it Um, because the content of these shows, they can put on what they want, they can, they can, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They can censor what they want. They can tell you what to put on there. You don't have any control right. over what, you, what you're putting on there. So right. it's maybe it, mindful. It, and then the problem also is when black people build these institutions, because Harold Cruz said the problem with black, the black community is not, is not talent, it's institutions. We don't have institutions. The problem with these institutions is when we build them, we sell them. We don't keep them as a legacy for for our children and for our grandchildren. When you have a Motown, when you have a BET, you know you sell these institutions. Um, you know you sell out basically, and we don't have anything to build for, build on. If Monique had a if Monique had a BET, you know, and BET had expanded into the into the uh, the film network thing like Netflix. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> then she would have some, somewhere to go. See what I'm saying? We don't have the vision as a people to, to, um, to look that far to see what's going on in the world. They're about to jump a light – I'm, I'm going to let you know. They're getting ready to jump into light speed with some things. Uh, when they go into the 3-D printing, 3-D printing is the next big thing. If you all don't know, I'm putting everybody on. If you don't get into 3-D, it's, it's going to be huge. Okay, it's the next big thing. We don't have the the, we don't have the the vision to look and jump into the next thing. See what I'm saying? And that's why we miss out. That's why we miss out on the next. So anyway, that's my um comment. I would like your response to that.
5: Okay, well, yeah, very good uh feedback. Um, and ponytailing uh, your what you were just saying. Um, institutions along with uh, what a uh, caller earlier on the podcast mentioned. Because I'm looking at United Artists, uh, which is an institution. He was absolutely 100% correct. United Artists was <laughs> founded by, because you don't need a whole lot of people, it's founded by four people Mary Pickford, who was an actress, Charlie Chaplin, who was an actor, Douglas Fairbanks was an actor, and D.W. Griffith, who was an American director, writer, producer, and they say he pioneered filmmaking techniques. So we're talking about four people who started. United Artists on February fifth, nineteen nineteen, ninety-eight years ago, in Hollywood, California. Just four people. So Monique, Wanda Sykes, and find you two other people. or oh, you don't even need two other people. Just, Just Monique two and Martin, people. Wanda Sykes.
3: Or Yeah, that's that making so much more money doing that. Um you know, the thing is, it's not about really about websites. And it's not really about cameras and all that kind of stuff. What it is is about an institution, because because right. a website is not an institution. If you if you build an institution, you can have websites, you can have you can have uh, you can have warehouses, you can have whatever it is. But what it is is building an institution and a legal entity that uh, can uh, can serve uh, serve with the websites, with we will serve with all that kind of thing, you know, building a business that um, uses the website as a tool. It's not really a website. It's more so thinking in terms of an entity, a, a, a business entity that can, uh, you know, distribution is all kinds of things you can get into. But I, you know, my question is, so we've had, um, you know, in a music business, we've had artists for a for hundred years that have been exploited by record companies. And, Right. I don't understand. Maybe it's something that we need to we need to have a, a discussion on. Uh, and it's the same type of thing as entertainment. We've had these artists that have been exploited, and we hear the stories, and you read the book Hitman, and you see about the guy that was dumped in the swamp. You know, he's a record producer, and they asked him, you know, all that stuff that you see, like on the five heartbeats where the guy was hanging the guy out the window and all that kind of thing. That's real. So my question is, um, why is it these artists don't do that? Because they make millions and millions and millions of dollars. You can easily create some type of business entity. Some of them do, the white artists do. They create business entities. they produce production companies, those kind of things. Uh, maybe the black artists do, but I don't understand. Uh maybe it's because uh there's some kind of threat as in terms of they create uh, some competition, maybe something in their contract or something like that. But it's a really good question. Because um, you know, wonder why I like, you know, like Julius Irvin and Michael Michael Jordan, and uh, you know Charles Barkley, they do all this talking. Why don't they form a league? You know they can they can form a league and they can drain the NBA. Uh, you know uh, eventually. Well, what, what's happening with the, uh,
5: let's, let, the let, let's say with sports? Already, right. Michael Jackson already owns. He owns. He's got a sports team. He's he's got a majority stake, and I forgot which team. In the NBA, Magic Johnson's got a, a, a little chunk within the uh, LA Clippers. So, I mean, and he's got some say so within the Lakers, too. So that that's good on that end. As far as intellectual property, it, 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 it's intellectual property slash entertainment. Um, historically, you got uh, John H. Johnson, Ebony, and Jet Magazine, which still exists. Um, you have. Um, Motown, but Barry Gordon sold that. Jay Z, um, basically intellectual property. I mean, John H. John, mm-hmm.
3: Key, Motown,
5: these Jay-Z are people that have made money with intellectual property. And they, you know, Master P, we can go on down the line.
3: Well, Jay Z not a good example. Master People has but not Jay Z. Because Jay Z is owned by the Eastern Banking Establishment. He's in Rockefeller. So they own him. They own everything that he does. That's what I'm saying to you. If you if you're going to create this thing, you have to do it and structure the deal in such a way that you own a, a large percentage of it. Jay Z's own it J C is Jay Z is owned by the Eastern Banking Establishment. He's owned by them. They own him. So black people who are creating these type of things, we have to find a way you create, it so we we maintain it and it. If if they if somebody else owns your owns your intellect probably owns your your art, owns your um, how you're expressing your perception of the world, then they own you. So they can determine whatever you want to say. They can say, oh no, we don't want that, and we we'll, we'll, and we will, you know, we will cut the funding for this and cut the funding for that. The major the major problem as an artist and um, you know creating these um these entities is gonna be the uh the financing. You always gonna hear I always hear artists saying that. How do how do I finance it? How do I finance it? So the crux of the problem is how um to develop solutions in terms of financing these uh financing these entities. Um uh, I don't know if I told you but my um uh, my girlfriend uh just started, you know, the the um the IMAC which is the um the um artist uh coalition of Music- musicians and artists over here in Baltimore and um she's she's really killing it over here with this. She started it um on a side and now the thing is going man. She's got uh she's got uh working with this um accountant and uh this lawyer and uh they're putting this thing together um uh, events and different things and everything. I haven't told you about it. That's one of the things we've been busy doing over here. That's why I'm so busy. But um yeah she's put this uh this coalition together over here and we're working with artists over here. So I mean, you know, it can be done, but the problem yeah. is people want it very quick.
5: Well, that's <laughs> true. Well, oh, let let me um, let me read this. Now, this is, uh, and I thank the call again for mentioning United Artists. I'm reading this off of Wikipedia, and this deals with United Artists: Mary Pickford, Charlie Chaplin, and Fair Doug Fairbanks and Griffith. Those are the four people who started United Artists. It says. They incorporated United Artists as a joint venture on February fifth, nineteen nineteen. Each held a twenty-five percent stake in the preferred shares and twenty percent stake in the common shares of the joint venture. So when we come to finances, so we're talking about four people that's basic finance right there. With they had to go to a bank or any other stores and be owned by anybody. With the remaining 20% of common shares held by uh, lawyer and advisor William Gibbs McAdoo, uh, all right? So they didn't, instead of paying a, a lawyer a ton of money, they took on the lawyer as a partner, all right? The idea of the venture originated with Fairbanks, Chaplin, Pickford, and the Cowboys star William F. Hart a year earlier. Already Hollywood veterans, uh, the four stars talked about forming their own company to better control their work. Monique, if you're listening to this podcast, go to Wikipedia, look up, and study the history of the United Artists. It's a role.
3: So that's a – yeah, that's a blueprint right there. Would you yep. say that's Wikipedia? Yeah. Yeah,
5: yeah I, I didn't even know about it until uh, the caller called in early on this podcast. I think he heard it. Cause I heard a United artist, and the name makes sense. And you, you know, if, if, if Monique or anybody else, you know, create your own platform. The, the, the,
3: name, the name is United. United Man, but there was a, there was a black director, or is a black. Uh, entrepreneur in the 30s and 40s, and he was one of the largest movie producers in the country. He produced his own films. He wrote his own films. He had actually other people writing, I guess, also. And he had and he hired black actors. And um, he produced a lot of film. And I'm trying the name escapes me. If you can, if somebody can look that name up. Uh, he was a uh, tour de force in the 30s and 40s. And something happened to him. I don't know. But he had created he created a movie studio, and uh, he was huge, um, you know. So uh, learning, learning from, um, yeah I think he was like the Black United Artists. But learning from these, learning from the the past, we can, we can kind of create the future, you know. Right. um I don't know what his name you know, that, is, but that might be the mm-hmm. first
5: step. The first step is start, study the history of whatever particular niche of, inter- of anything, but it, let's say in this case, the entertainment business. Study, you know, study, uh, study the history of it. Obviously, uh, like I said, with the, like with with the, the formation of United Artists, you know, you, they Monique or whoever might need to go take a paralegal course, and you know, what is a joint venture? What are the different type of joint ventures? And you know, understand, you know, get educated on all the like like uh, uh what the earlier caller said. Uh, all right, now you got the. the the show side now, but study the you know the business side of it, which includes you know legal study as well, uh, because that way you'll better understand what's going on, even if you hire a lawyer somewhere down the line or or something like that, you'll understand the process because I, I know um, the, it was a movie um uh, oh man it was about the Temptations, I think it was about yeah the temptations and um, even with new additions, was, like you said, a gazillion groups. And a lot of groups, uh, matter of fact, even MC Hammer. MC Hammer, I think he had, during an 18-month period, MC Hammer took in, gross now, maybe like hmm, 40, it was over $40 million. But he went broke. $40 million, but then you got you know, Tony Braxton would be a better uh, 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 example. But anyway, you look at it, you might gross that amount of money, but then you got expenses. You know, MC Hammer had a large dance troupe and entourage that he was paying. You know, that cost money. You know, to, uh, with the Temptations movie, there was a scene where, because, you know, your promoter or your manager, you know, people that are forking out that money, you know, for radio time's expensive, TV time's expensive. Full-page print ads in every jet or any newspaper is expensive. So all you know, all that stuff costs money, and they're not all they're looking at is the forty-one million, but they're not looking at the expenses that you know have to be recovered. So I, I think it would be good to, for some of these people, basically, you know what? Let me go take a basic community college course. Or watch some YouTube videos and talk to somebody like yourself and get educated on the fundamentals of the business side of it. And, you
3: know, that's you know. Sense me, sense. if I can make another point, and this is another angle sure. from Monique's situation. So what I learned, <clears throat> excuse me, I learned this from a musician. Monique's argument was that she has X number of followers and. Uh, no, well not so much that, but she wants, you know, fifty or whatever years experience in the business and she's you know, she has um, you know all these movies and everything. The problem is that thinking you have to you have to think about you have to who puts the behinds in the seats. Now, what I learned is you can be a terrible artist, you can be a terrible musician, but if you have the following, if you have the people, um, they'll book you and they'll pay you. Um, it's not about how talented you are. It never was. It never will be. It's not how talented you are. It's whether you can draw the people. You know, if you went up there in a a clown suit and you were entertaining and you draw 50 million people, they're going to put you on TV and it could be terrible. And we know this because there's a lot of terrible entertainment out here, a lot of terrible artists. You know what I'm saying? People just throw stuff together. It's not about – it's about – the content, it's about whether you can put you know, people like to see um wrestling or not I say wrestling is bad, but I'm just saying they like to see uh, you know, uh uh Evil try to crash a truck or something. You know, it's about whether you can draw the crowd. See right. what I'm saying? And I think I think she missed the point on that. She thinks, Oh, I'm this talented art see it's about art versus commerce. I saw something yesterday yesterday on this thing called the four. And uh, it's a television show, and it had uh, a young lady, and she was very pretty. She had a look. Um, she looked like uh, an artist. She looked like a musician, right? She looked, like, she looked like somebody, you know, like a prince type of thing. And there was okay. another young lady, and she could, and she could sing her behinds off. So uh, one girl came out, and she had this, you know, stage presence and aura and everything, and she was good. The other girl came out and just sang. And so the audience chose the girl that could sing, which I think was very interesting. The other girl could sing too; she was really good. But this girl, you could tell she practiced more. You know what I'm saying? As a musician, I could hear that. Right. So, that being said, I thought that was very interesting. Some half of the panel were upset because the girl that looked like she was a, a star, right? They were upset because she she got voted off, but they'll probably bring her back. But I, what I'm saying to you is that's that's what you got. You got art versus commerce. You got McDonald's right. versus, you know, um 1789 in Georgetown. You know what I'm saying? So you have to, you, you know you have to make that distinction. I don't think Marique made that distinction. You
5: no, know, you and I agree with you 100%. percent She is, I mean, you're right. We're not my readers, but I have to agree with you 100 percent She hasn't made that distinction because she's talking about her resume. And I, we know you want to Oscar. We we know she's she's good at what she does. And what she does, but being good is a, a comedic actress, she's a dramatic actress, she's a stand-up comedian. She's good at all that, Monique. We, we all agree on that. It's right. just like, you you know know what I mean? it's the business
3: part. You know that, I mean, that's, where, that, that's where she's lacking. L.A. Reed said something very interesting. He said, if I wanted to find somebody to sing, I'd go to church. It's not just about singing. It's about whether that person can draw people and put them in the seats. They have to be interesting looking. They have to have a vibe to them. And they have to be commercially, uh, be commercially, commercially uh, uh, viable. They have to be, you know, something that, that can be sold. It's a brand. It's a product. When you, when you, when you are uh, an artist, you are a brand, you are a product. You are not just a a, a, a talent. Because there's a million talented people out here. You know, hell, I can I can walk out here where I am and throw a stone and hit the talent. Talent is everywhere. Talent is common. It's you know, it's 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 whether you have something that's different that uh, what these people are looking for. And and Monique is very talented. She's extremely talented. You know, she's from from where i where I am right now. She's from here, but. The problem is that again, you know that uh, uh, what is she again? What you said back to what you said. What has she done for the entertainment industry lately? What has what she sold lately? She's operating now from a position where people people don't even want to deal with her.
5: Well, exactly. As a matter of fact, let me throw this in here too. Now, speaking of Netflix and and black actresses, okay. There's a there's a series on Netflix. Uh, called Greenleaf. All right, Oprah. That's Oprah's baby. Oprah Winfrey's baby. Okay, Oprah's on that. And Oprah's one. And Monique is. Well, depends on who you talk to. But let's say for the sake of conversation, uh, particularly since he's won an Oscar, Monique is a better actress than Oprah Winfrey. However, Oprah Winfrey does have a reoccurring role in the TV series Greenleaf on Netflix, which is produced by on Oprah Winfrey's network. So, you know, I, I don't know what's going on between the two ladies, but um, I think, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, what do you call it, Monique burnt that bridge with Oprah. And Oprah... I, I'm sure she's getting paid more than five hundred thousand dollars for having her product on Netflix. I'm I'm just saying, you know, Oprah's a series on Netflix, and then there's some other uh, films. Uh, the, what, the Butler, I think, is that on Netflix? Yeah, I think that. I'm on sure Netflix. all of them. Yeah, yeah, you know, but uh, but on like I said, the the because uh, I've done two binge watches. I did binge-watches on season one and season two of uh, Greenleaf. And that's Oprah product. So, I mean, I would have been nice to Oprah. But, hey, that's just me. Um, But Monique, the game is not over with. She's young. She's healthy. She's alive. So, hopefully, Monique um, will learn. Well, maybe his son, I don't know. But here's her and her husband will get it together. And I, I would love to see Monique come out with her own um, platform. Um, that's, I, I would have taken the $500,000 and started the platform with that.
3: But well, here's the different thing, another thing about You know, you know, Cat Williams is on uh Netflix and Kath Williams had a little spiral in his career. This this uh, I forgot this since this came back. What Monique doesn't understand is she's looking in terms of money. Again, what she needs is it more exposure. She does need more right. exposure. So she <laughs> can just take take the money that she they gave her. And 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 rebuild yourself. How many people in, in 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 Hollywood, especially Black Hollywood, have taken a spiral and had to re re up their game, re up their game, and come out another way? I'm just I'm just another angle. I mean, we know what happened with Prince. Prince walked away from the damn record companies. You know, uh, Prince had a big fight with record companies about his masters, and he wouldn't take it. So what did he do? He went out and formed his own uh, his own You know, and and, and he he had a kid, and was killing him, Huh? He formed
5: his own record company. uh, And and studios. Well, which is Paisley Park.
3: The the thing about it is, um, I think Monique uh, took the wrong vehicle. Uh, That boycott stuff and all that stuff, that was the 60s. And you could still use it. I mean, just because a tool is old doesn't mean you can't use – people still use hammers. But my point is that was old. That was old thinking. You know I mean, you know, yeah. and, and then, she, you know, she's trying to pull, oh, you know, um, black people get paid less than Hollywood. Of course they do. You know, we, we've always been undervalued. But that's not the point. So when we we're undervalued, we create, we create our own damn thing, you know? Well, she You Because she, she, she
5: we need to do a podcast. and matter of fact, I'm going to call you back uh and have you on that particular panel. Plus there's another guy, friend of mine, I need to introduce you to him because he helped the barge and switch and Chico DeBarge uh get on the music scene out there in California. He he lives over in Europe though. Uh I'll I had to introduce you to him but I'm I'm bring a podcast because what I wanna do is take a look at Hollywood. Uh there's a book or two on Amazon now. Hollywood was originally started by five Eastern European Jews and they started that platform because they couldn't the same things that blacks might be complaining about Hollywood today. They had that same complaint way back in the twenties or thirties. So they started, or even before that, so they started, they were getting away from Thomas Edison who at one time basically controlled everything on the East coast of New Jersey. Thus they moved to California and started, but it was, Five Jewish people started uh, uh, Hollywood as, as their platform. So Baker worked. If you look at a lot of the um, uh, the, the stars of that era, you know, uh, Frederick, uh, not Frederick Douglass, uh, Kirk Douglas, a bunch of them, are, a lot of those guys Americanized their names. He was, a lot of these people were like Danny ka A lot of these people were Jewish people that couldn't get work. So that's Hollywood was created as a platform to work. And then within that, as the gentleman mentioned earlier in this podcast, United Artists came out of that. And that's what a lot of African-Americans, they're going to have to do. And if you look at the movie industry globally, Nollywood and Nigeria, they have their own film industry. And Kenya, I think it's called Riverwood. They have their own film industry. Japan has their own industry. And of course, Bollywood out of India, they're balling over there with their own movie, uh, movie industry. So we need more African Americans to produce their own movies uh, and start their own production companies. And like you said, uh, make those into institutions. So, uh, but we, we're going to do a podcast on the origins of even some of the stories like the backstory of um, Superman is amazing. It was Superman was basically created by two Jewish guys. And they wrote it as an empowerment story for Jewish people. It's a, that whole Hollywood piece is phenomenal on, you know, how they created these heroes superman and these other characters um but they, they basically came from jewish people that wanted to get some respect and the way they did, you know what? we're going to create it we create it through our own fantasy by creating movies and it, there's some books on the internet that goes to the history of uh the origins of hollywood that's what you want to pick up on the origins of hollywood uh, and we're going to also include uh, some history. Memphis, we will do it next month because they, there, have been some black filmmakers. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. There have been some black filmmakers early on who were who were successful in their niche. But uh, what the missing link was, it wasn't institutionalized, so the next generation couldn't carry on, and you know until today. Whereas United Artists is still around. So um, hopefully uh, now there's some things like on it that are happening right now that look very promising because you do have like the Magic Johnsons, the uh, the Jordan. Um, Jordan's got like four or five, at least three, three or four children. So hopefully out of that, somebody's going to inherit the Nike dynasty. I mean the Air Jordan thing. I like what LeVar Ball is doing right now. I know LeVar Ball is a polarizing personality but what I like about LeVar Ball is particularly with his youngest son all three of his sons have their own shoe and he took the youngest one out of high school in Chino Hills California homeschooling them and now he's playing professional ball in Lithuania so here's a teenager who's a professional now and has his own shoe I like that I think he's really planted a mustard seed where you're going to see more high school players uh, do that. And parents, it's a family business. That's what I like about the, the ball thing is Lavar Ball and his wife and their three children, they have a family business. One of his brothers is like the CEO or whatever of, of – uh, I like that whole piece. So they, they didn't need a Million man much. You know, it was the ball family, five people, in, in, in a, you know, uncle, six people. You know, not I, I think he got the girlfriends helping out now. So I, I think United Artists, four four people started there. So, um, yeah, I like what you said. Taking that idea of starting something small and institutionalizing it, um, that's where the ball is and that's where the ball is going. So I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. Any closing statements here?
3: So um, I guess the best thing I could say is uh, my idea would be um, it's time for um, us to create, uh, you know, these institutions and not sell them off, uh, but keep them, you know, um, it's like, you know, we jump for the cash and I know it's because we need money and everything, but we jump for the cash. We always jump for the cash. But we have to think in terms more of more more in terms of other things other than cash or other um other things that are valuable, you know. Uh you know, like what I was family? telling about the, you know, money. Family. Uh, family. Uh, I agree with what
5: you said. Family. Family. Yeah. They take in terms, yeah. terms of family, in other words, what can you create gener- generational wealth? Because really, that's what the royal family, the royal family of England, Elizabeth, Philip, and all those, King whoever way back when said, You know what? I want it so that my children will never have to worry about paying rent again. The royal family is are landlords. They cannot sell off any of the royal property. They can't sell off Buckingham Palace or nothing like that. They can take their own money and do what they want, but they can't sell off. The family property, Buckingham Palace and all these other things they got, they can't sell off their essentially glorified landlords. And the same could be done with anybody. It's called a state planning. So you can start a Motown or you can start any kind of business that you want today. And then, of course, now you need to educate your children on how to run things. And that can be, matter of fact, we need to do a series on this. I mean, you've talked about it off air, but have a family charter, and educate those kids from the get go on the family charter and you know, on how to keep and maintain the family business so the next generation and the next generation's great grandchildren that they'll never see or know, when they, they won't have to start from zero. It's called estate planning. And people can go on YouTube right now or on the internet and just type in those words estate planning. And that's the plan- thinking two hundred years out. Matter of fact, I, I met a couple some years ago. I, I had to I had to process their relationship. But but it was a state plan. I met a couple, the guy's girlfriend was married, and he was friends with his girlfriend's husband. And I, it took me a while to wrap my head around that. But then let's look at the estate planning thing about it. The married couple, and, and, and the husband knew about, you know, the, 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 his wife's lover boyfriend. Okay. Now let's throw the real, real morality thing out, the individual thing. The married couple own a business in Wales. Still own it. The daughters, because they had a couple of daughters, the daughters are all of it, was, it was no high. And the bottom line is the the married couple, their their relationship was rock solid when it came to the family hotel business. And their daughters were brought up in it and trained with it. So the mistresses and the outside, I mean, they didn't hide nothing. They weren't sneaking around or nothing. And when I when I finally digested, you know what? Their descendants are set for like three or 400 years into the future. When I wrap my head around the estate planning part of their relationship, okay, then the, I mean, now me personally, I wouldn't want to be in that relationship, but that's me. But I understood the estate planning part of the relationship. And, um, you know, it, that the husband gave his wife freedom to do what she wants without hiding and vice versa. And, you know, relationships are like Baskin-Robbins. There's more than 31 flavors available on how people carry on in relationships. So, um Anyway, we wanna we'll get into that aspect of it too later on in the year. But institutions. Um, um yeah, I, I agree with you hundred percent. We we need to create institutions and a state plan. In other words, whatever you start in that bedroom a day on that pitch, kitchen table, you know, plan for it to last. You know, three or four hundred years. So the next generation and next generation, they don't have to start. From zero. So on any event, thank everybody for their uh, comments today. We're going to be back and hit these, these, um, the history of Hollywood estate planning, institutionalizing their business. Everyone have a good rest of the day.